Welcome to Inside the Monster with Steve Peralt and Joey Capone. First hit with runners in scoring position. Liner, that one's into the alley. Nobody out there. It's going to keep on bouncing up against the wall. That's going to score two runs. Devers is in. Martinez is in. Welcome to episode 29 of the official Red Sox podcast, Inside the Monster, presented by Odyssey with myself, Steve Peralt, and Joey Capone. The Red Sox got out of Toronto with a W, it was complete madness in the 10th inning, but it doesn't matter. They got a win on Wednesday and finished the month of June at 20-6. and six. How you doing, Joey? I'm doing all right, dude. Very, very stressful game tonight. Can I paint the picture of how I was watching this game tonight? Yeah, yeah, go for it. I had the TV on the living room, right? And mm. then I have the TV on here in my office. And then in my kitchen, I had my laptop playing the game as well and i was pacing room to room to room to room (laughs) i don't think i sat down since like the third inning i i agree with you on the pacing but it took until the strom situation in the bottom of the tenth for me to start pacing Mm -hmm. i think the second the second jd gets plunked and the bases are loaded you got xander coming up it's like all right just get a couple more runs here that double play was brutal i'm trying to think a worst case scenario i think that's it Base is loaded, no outs. You just scored a run, and Xander's up, and he grounds into the home-to-first double play. It's like, oh, God, that situation. And almost looking at the... Looking at the score bug on Nesson, it almost doesn't seem real. It's like, but we just had the best situation of all time, and now this situation kind of sucks. But Alex Verdugo, man, I mean, we got to jump right into it. Alex Verdugo is that guy, and he has been absolutely dominating lately especially in the clutch situations that home run in the sixth inning was enormous extra innings double to go back ahead anytime you have multiple I know the Sox had a one run lead in the 10th but I essentially consider if you hit extra runs and extra innings on top of that one run that's to that to me is actually getting the lead it's not getting the one run lead it's getting the multi-run lead that you actually did something in extra mm-hmm. innings. So that's what Verdugo did it's the, uh, with that space. double in the it's gap. A, it's a bingo free space to bring in the guy from second. Yeah, it's naturally a bingo free space. But before we dive deeper into Verdugo, mm-hmm. Red Sox finished June 11-2-2. Two and two. That, not, that, This isn't true at all. They're 11-2-2 two two in their last 15 series is what I was trying to say. I was going to say, yeah, uh, two ties this month. Yeah, they had two ties this month. Remember those games? Those were nuts. They were like, game! Just call it. It's over. It's it's too dark out. But yeah, eleven two and two in the last fifteen like, series. Like that. After <laughs> that happens in the Cape sometimes. After uh, dropping this series to the Blue Jays, but I gotta say, Joey, this mm. is the reverse of the ITM special, where they would win the first two and then lose when we record. I know. So they lose the first two, win on recording day. The only time they've done that the rest of the season was that first series against the Yankees. Where they lost the first two and then somehow won on Sunday Night Baseball. And it kind of felt similar to that game, didn't it? Where it's like, I know this technically isn't a must-win game, but it kind of feels like it is. I don't 
believe that you're asking me to remember game three of this year. There's there's no shot. It was when remember Kike was mic'd up. We, we that had was been that there game. for the first okay. two. That was that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. It was the game where Deekman closed and he dominated. He struck out everybody. We were like, judged. here's our closer. <laughs> this yep. is yep. our closer. Yep. How times have changed. Oh, oh my, my. Goodness. Yeah. It's but, crazy, man. Yeah. You walk away from this series, or at least right now in this moment, and it feels like the series went a lot better than it did, at least yeah. for me personally. It's like, okay, yeah. we got out of that. Like, thank goodness. I, uh, you know, was preparing for the show and i wrote down my series mvp Mm, and it hit me we don't have one of those we don't do one of those they lost the series uh and i'm sure tomorrow off day have a little breathing room looking back and seeing okay yeah we just we just lost that series first one in a long time it might it might sting a little bit more but as of this moment walking away from that game with a win feels like it's uh you know a, a larger victory than one game for whatever reason. Yeah, well, especially the way you did it. You know, Alec Manoa, who I think the more I watch him, the less I dislike him. I don't really dislike him. He's like a fake rival. It's just because he's like a video game boss. Like, you look at him, guy's a tank, and he's got filthy stuff. He also has that FU vibe to him where it's like, you're just not going to touch me tonight. If that I, The reason I hate him so much is because I, I want him on the Red Sox, basically, is what I'm saying. And so... That's what makes that Homer by Doogie even more special um, because of because of the situation it was in. One thing I wanted to touch up on real quick before we dive a little more into Alex Verdugo is kind of recapping the month of June. Red Sox started the month at 23 and 27 on the year. They were four games under 500, six games behind the Blue Jays. They were only like a game and a half up on the Orioles at the start wow. of June. It was very tight. The Orioles, by the way, got to give them credit. They had a winning record in a month for the first time in five years. So the Orioles aren't the the scrubby team that we're used to having at the bottom of the division. They're I don't want to say they're legit, but they're not terrible is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Now the Red Sox are second in the American League East. They are 43-33 and 33 on the year. Obviously, the Yankees are just beating everybody. And even though they didn't lead for a damn inning over the weekend against the Astros, they split the series. So it's still going to be nearly impossible to catch the Yankees. I'm not counting it out just because it's still as we record, Joey. It is still June. Mm -hmm. But overall, it just gives you, to your point, the vibes are immensely different going into an off day, winning the last game in Toronto, getting a little momentum, Going into a series at Wrigley where you have no excuse for not winning this series coming up here and getting to enjoy a cool off day in Chicago. You know, I, I'm I'm jealous because we were kind of supposed to be on this trip mm-hmm. and it fell through. So hope the Sox have fun in Chicago. That should be us, Joey. It should. Unfortunately, unfortunately, nay. Uh, Doogie in this series, dude, he went yeah. six. What do you got? A little he went Doogie s- series stats. Let's yeah. do it. Uh, I mean, I don't have too many. It's kind of just the one. But he went Let's six. Go. He, I'm ready for 10 minutes of stats. All right. Uh, 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 hope you're comfortable, folks. Take a seat. Uh, Doogie we went six for 13 in this series. Four ribs. They all came tonight in game three of this series. And his bomb, uh, most important part of his performance uh, in Toronto, though, was that post game where he. The post game was nice. Yeah, post game was good. Uh, while he was rounding the bases during his home run, he kind of had a little—I don't know what you want to call it. He he talked to the stare fans down, a little stare bit. down a little bit, but he didn't say. He, all right, let me let me look at the footage. I think let he me said check the something. footage right now. 
I don't think he said anything. I think people are thrown off because Uke said he's yelling at Finn. He wasn't yelling but, but at anybody. But then uh, in the post game, he said, I had to tell him what's up. Yeah, but I think that's more of a phrase instead of literally told him what's up. I'm looking at the replay. He doesn't say anything. He just stares him down. Okay. Well, he gave right? him, he like, gave him me, a cool me, look. Let me say this. He gave them a very cool look that said, uh, I don't know. It said something I just watched cool. the Watch the video. I just I just like you the video. Check it out. Let me let me know your thoughts on the stare down. By the way, I want a Joey review of right. the stare down. We're gonna do a frame by frame breakdown here. Of the stare frame down. By frame. This will be the whole show. He's looking for someone. Oh, he's looking for one guy. So right. so Doogie said in the post game, you have like the actual quote, but he said something along the lines of like, uh, you know, it's impossible to not let people get under your skin a little bit. You know, when you're out there in in left field and people are yelling and whatever. I think Doogie's looking for one guy there. The way he's like scanning. Because he would have put it his arm. It feels like that. Yeah. I think there's always going to be one guy who just takes things too far. And Doogie's the perfect guy to take it. Because he, he's not the guy who just like keeps to himself and shuts it out. And, hey, yeah. just I'm here to play the game. And he's also not the guy who's going to start screaming back at the stands. But he's the guy who'll do that. You know, who'll hit the go-ahead homer and give you the look like, hey, like, where's your mouth now? Why aren't you talking now? <laughs> Hey, you don't have a mouth now. Hey, where's your there mouth? You go. Hey, got your nose. <laughs> got your nose. What you going to do, buddy? I think yeah. Alex Verdugo, I'd have him as a one seed on this team in terms of guys that if you chirp him, he's going to get some revenge on you. I feel like the yeah. odds are so high. Yep. I remember Yankee Stadium earlier this year when I believe it was the Saturday game, second game of the season, and the fans were, dude, some of the stuff they were saying to Verdugo was like really bad. Like, really bad stuff. I don't even know if he has a sister, but they were talking about his sister. Like, it was pretty gross, uh, mm-hmm. honestly. And, like, I've heard a lot of stuff at parks. And he hit a home run and pointed out to the fans. And I'm like, I just love this dude. Yeah, I love that energy. I don't think he's mm-hmm. ever looking for trouble, but he's willing to play along with you. And that's if you're the- gonna if you're gonna feed him, like mm-hmm. he's he's gonna give it back. And that's the thing is that he's he's playing along back. You know, there's an yes. element of serious to it, but it's not like he's going into a post game going like, uh, yeah, these fans out and left are are <laughs> being ridiculous. This is this should be addressed by the league. You know, he's not being like this overly touchy. Whatever, it's the right amount of of smack. You know, he yes. they're yelling at him. I hit a bomb. What's up now? It's just, it's the, he nails uh, the vibe check every time. I don't think I've ever seen, I think the only time in memory that I can think of where um, Doogie's vibes might have been a, a little odd were, um, do you remember the fan throwing at him at Yankee Stadium? Well, that was, that was weird. It hit him in the back, but it, that's, you can't, I mean, you can't throw stuff at him. Right. He got very mad about that. Very mad. Yeah. But he I think that's back. because he plays along. A little bit, you know what I mean? It's like, hey, I'm yeah. I'm willing to take this with you guys, but you can't cross this line. But I think that's the one time I was like, okay, Doogie, take a breath. We good? We good? Yeah. Well, I I think in that situation, it's like I need to establish at some point you can't be doing this. There's a line. Like, you, yeah, there there is a line, and and you crossed it. Kind of like some folks on Twitter uh, in the last few days. But I'm I would gonna... say we'll get into that. Okay. I, I, <laughs> I would say the thing I love most about these Doogie hits is they're with two outs, Joey. Yeah. It's the pitcher in a situation where he's like, oh, I'm going to get out of it. I'm going to. No, you're not going to get out of it. Not only are you not going to get out of it, but I'm going to make you pay. If you miss in your spot, I'm hitting a home run. I'm hitting a gap or an extra innings. These are enormous. I don't want to be dramatic, Joe. Mm-hmm. Season altering hits like that hitting Cleveland off a of Bieber. 
and then the one tonight off Manoa, and then an extra innings. Those are three potentially season-altering hits. And this is from a guy that earlier in the season, we needed him to get going. Mm-hmm. And, and it was it was bad because, you know, Alex Verdugo fan club, I'm a Doogie stan, and it's like you don't want to see him performing poorly to the point where his brother was kind of chirping back at me at mm-hmm. Twitter. I'm like, dude, I'm on your team. Like, I, mm-hmm. like I'm a big fan of your brother. It wasn't... It wasn't negative. I'm like, he's just got to get going. He just and that was that was true. He had to get going. So yeah, to see him doing this now, it changes the Sox lineup. Especially, mm-hmm. I know we were talking off air here. Not the best series for the big three, and it, it really kind of it, it showed up in some big moments. Rafael Devers on Wednesday. I know he draws the walk there in extra innings, but. He ends up going 0 for 4 with the K. JD, 0 for 4, two strikeouts. I know he gets plunked. It's hard to say, like, big job getting hit. Uh, good good work with the HBP. Yeah, hell yeah. But Devers, JD, and Xander were 1 for 13. And that was that in, in Wednesday's game. And that was a dribbler to third base that Bogey beat out. So tough night for the big three. But they still win, and that's what matters. You, you still win a game, a very important in-division game, at a place you've won, I think, two of their last 10 games. They've been terrible in Toronto over the last few years. And you needed it and you got it without your big guys performing. So that means something. Yeah. I mean, granted, you faced Gossman and Manoa in this series. so And Stripling, who's been good. Yeah. He's been, all right. All right. I don't, know if, I don't know if I want to lump him in with the other two. But, yes. Oh, he's not, also, he's not at their level. No. no. But also Ross Stripling. But uh, <laughs> doesn't, it, doesn't he have a name of a guy that you expect to have a six ERA? Ross Hi, I'm Stripling. Ross Stripling. <laughs> Wait a minute. You dated Ross Stripling? What? I mean, he's got a three ERA. He was in my here. biology it, class. Like, <laughs> like that's Ross Stripling sounds like he was in a bio class. Yeah, yeah. He, he was teacher's pet, dude. He sucked up to the teacher. Uh, here's uh, some numbers from the series, though. Real quick, real quick. Sorry, Joey. I'm sorry to cut you off. I don't like when I get cut off. So I'm sorry to do it. And you don't cut me off. So props to you, Joey. But then I just cut you off. So like, What is that it, was Steve? 1-5-9 ERA in June for Ross Stripling. So okay. not bad. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Uh, but through the whole series, here's some numbers from uh, some of the core of the Sox lineup. Uh, Devers went 3 for 12. Z- Xander went 2 for 12. JD, Oof. 1 for 13. Story Jeez. went 1 for 7. Ref Snyder went 2 for 12. Uh, Bobby went 2 for 5. And Franchi Cordero, five for seven. Check that one out. There's a, one of these things. It's not like the other. I know. That's a 135 Franchi. average for the big three in this series. Yikes. That's really tough. And it felt, didn't it feel like it, too? It felt like it. Every time it felt, they were up, it's like, need something, didn't get it. There was a lot of just bad luck offensively. You know, there know. was yeah. just be it hitting into shifts or uh, solid defensive plays from the Blue Jays. There was just over and over again... Um, like moments of oh, ah, uh, <laughs> that that kind of felt like uh, all I was doing—a little bit of whiplash this series, you know, getting stoked for something to happen, then not happening. Obviously, game two being the biggest example of that because that whole game was one big whiplash. It was a car accident in terms of, of whiplash. Just that was terrible. Know, yeah, getting beaten to the ground. Oh my god, they came back. Never mind. I just uh, terrible. Just terrible. Absolutely terrible. Just awful. But if there was an MVP, I think we would obviously give it to Alex Verdugo. Enormous, two enormous hits in the night. The stare down 
I mm. when Jemai got the interview, I'm like, please ask Jemai. Jemai is a really good. I mean, Jemai is a pro's pro. Oh, yeah. He's really good at asking a couple of softballs and then like, here's the real question. The third one is normally like the real question that he wants to ask. Yeah. But that's a veteran move. That's a good way to do it. And so naturally he's like, you know, big hits tonight, Doogie. And he answers that. I don't It's not a question. It's more just like a, hey, talk about it's it. It's a prompt, yeah. But he does ask him, you know, what was the stare down about? And I just like that Doogie's like, yeah, you know, fans are chirping me. We had some action with the players earlier in the game. So it was kind of a combo deal. He's kind of like, I'll stare at the fans. I'll stare at the dugout. Like, there you go. But it wasn't over the top. I don't I don't think it was aggressive. I don't think it was unnecessary. It's like I just hit the, you know, homer of the night, and that's what it was. Joey, I got to ask you, though. We'll get to yeah. Vladdy in a sec here. Yeah. When Doogie hits the home run, pretty clearly that wasn't going to do it, right? <laughs> I mean, it was in the yeah. sixth inning. Manoa had been dealing. I'm like, I don't think a 3-2 lead's going to hold up when the Jays are hitting four more times tonight. No, absolutely not. No, I don't think that was ever a question. Did I mean? Yeah. Did you feel? Did you feel that way? I I get this false sense of confidence when a huge swing happens, and mm-hmm. I kind of forget. Like in Cleveland, mm-hmm. it's it was a very similar situation. I believe he took a one run lead on the home run, and I'm like, oh, Sox kid, like this game's over. You know, leaving the six with a dub, and then I realize, oh wait. You know, Nicky Smooch still has to be in the bottom of the six. And how long does he go? Is he going to go seven? That's another thing where, let's just say it right now, Joey, Schreiber all-star game. I know I'm just like yeah. tossing everyone in the all-star <laughs> game from the Red Sox, but like this guy seventh is insane. Best, yeah. Seventh best ERA among uh, relievers with at least 20 innings. He's got a 073. Yeah. yeah. So un- unbelievable. Unbelievable. But I, I will say this, just on the on the point that you're making about uh, the confidence, it's crazy that how quick um, the confidence in your team can change. You know, if you mm. asked me a week ago if the Sox are going to win a game that they're they're they have a one run lead in in the sixth, seventh, I would say, what, what are you talking about? That game's over. It didn't yeah. matter if the Sox were down five; that game was over. The Sox were winning it. Um, and then it takes, you know, it takes two losses to be like, okay, one run's not going to do it. And then, <laughs> yeah. and then even coming into the 10th where it's three runs, it's like, okay, three runs better do it. No, I, I thought it was over in the 10th. I, I'm you not going to lie. The second, I mean, fans are leaving and that's not indicative mm-hmm. of how the game's going because the fans sucked. Let's mm-hmm. be honest. Those fans were brutal tonight. You had pop-ups they in like no shallow center. Oh, it's like, relax. They were booing Nick Pavetta coming off the mound. Like, shut up. That is so stupid. You leave early when it's a three-run game in the 10th. I thought, Joey, Mm -hmm. thought the game was over in the 10th. Mm -hmm. But you and I know funky things happen in extra innings. Mm -hmm. So the second, it's you get this false sense of comfort when your team scores more than one run in an extra inning. And I, I obviously mean in the top. Like, when you're the road team, and you score more than one, in your head, you're like, this game's over. And a lot of times, you've doubled the runs from the game. Like, it'll be 2-2, top of the 10th. Oh, it's 4-2 now? Dude, we are good. This thing is donezo. And then you realize, oh, crap, right. They start with the guy on second. All of a sudden, a blooper, and it's a one-run game, and now the guy that hit the blooper that fell in the right spot is also on second. Yeah. So now the tying run, it'll be one pitch, and your you know, big two-run is now... One run game, no outs, guy on set. It, it it just it shifts way too quickly, mm-hmm. and that's why it was like, yeah, game was over after the Doogie hit, but not really. And Strom, my God, the I know we love Strom Bowley. 
Um, tough outing. Tough outing. But it, well, it was big that he gave him uh, two innings. Mm-hmm. That that definitely helped. And, you know, he's in the position there where he's got two strikes on a couple of guys and they hadn't even given up any runs yet. And then it's like, okay, all of a sudden everybody's getting a hit. Tough part is yeah, it was the he, bottom of the lineup, too. It's the right. guy. It's it's the guys on their team, the only couple that you're like, oh, you should be getting these guys out. And he wasn't. Yeah. So. Three times he was one pitch away from ending the game. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Springer I coming think, up. It, oh, my God. Yeah. Dude, Springer is deadly. Dude. Okay. So we got to talk about the umpiring in in extras here too. Yeah, uh, there was some weird umpiring there. Uh, so there was this there was this uh, call on Vladdy. Correct me if I'm wrong here. I'm really using my memory here. I'm really trying. I know. To this, this was is, like an hour ago. Okay. I know you're Which diving is tough in. for me. Hey, I got you. I remember the facts. What do we okay. got? Okay. There was a, I think it was an O2 count to Vladdy. Pitch that should have been strike three, right? Yes. Yep. It was low in the zone, but it should have been a strike. And it was great placement. He hit the mm-hmm. he hit the glove. Perfect pitch by Strom. Right. And Ball. if there was a strike zone on the screen, I bet it would have been inside there. <laughs> and then uh, next pitch, Vladdy checks his swing, and it's kind of iffy. It's on the line. But I think he went. But yeah. It's I, yeah maybe it's like it's one of those calls that could go either way. You know, first base says he went, rings him up. My first thought is that that's a little bit of a makeup call, right? It's a hey, that kind of looked like it was in the zone. Yeah, I'm gonna give him this one that's that's on the line. And then with Springer, same thing. I think it was a one-two count to him. Yeah. Yep. Um he this is actually memory. I can't believe I remembered this for a whole hour. This is the most memory Holy you've ever shown. This cow. is impressive. Yeah. Um, same thing. Checks a swing. Uh and they and they say he didn't go, even though basically the exact same swing as Vladdy. I think I just because he didn't want to end the game on a called check swing. Let's be honest, Joey. When you're a first base ump mm-hmm. and the home plate ump points down to you on a two-strike check swing with two outs in the potential ending inning of the game, I think your gut, because you have like 0.5 seconds to make the call. Yeah, you I can't sit there and go, uh, You can't be like, yeah, let me think about this geez. thing. Uh, let me Did chill he here for a second. Can I get... Can I get back to you? Can I just let you know in a, a, a couple hours? Does anyone so, have a replay? Yeah, I would love a replay. Would be sick. I mean, they should just have an instant check the side angle. That would make way more sense. But mm-hmm. your gut tells you say he didn't go because you don't yeah. want to be the get you that situation. Game's over. Who's going to prevent everyone from coming out and barking at you? You, you don't want that. So mm-hmm. I understand why he didn't call the Springer one, but I want to stick on the Vladdy point because Vladdy. I go back and forth whiny. on Vladdy. He's a little He's a little whiny. whiny yeah. but he, Vladdy's unnecessarily whiny. It's like, dude, you're a stud. Like, yeah. when he makes contact, it goes 800 feet. Your dad is a legend. You're going to be a legend. You have a chance to go to the Hall of Fame. Get this whiny stuff out of here. It's like Tatum. It's very drives new. Drives me nuts. It's very it's new. Like, he with, wasn't like Jason this Jason Tatum drives me nuts with the whiny stuff. It's like, dude, you're a star. Stop doing this. And Vladdy's had this... I agree with you. It's new. It's not. He wasn't like this out of the gate. No. And I mean, I, I know we're going backwards a little bit, but coming out of the dugout and chirping Nick Pavetta about plunking Kirk on the yeah. elbow with two outs, guy on first, division game, need this win if you're the Red Sox. You think Nick Pavetta's trying to hit Alejandro Kirk? What are you? What are you talking about? That was that was a bad look. In terms of I don't I don't overdo it with the bet. That was a bad look for Vladdy. You're a star 
act like it, dude. And, and and Cora's even putting his hand up, like, guys, guys, what? Come on, what are we doing? Exactly, that was ridiculous. And after up after Kirk is Lord Scurriel. Yeah. Do you know what Guriel? Yeah, I would is- love to face him with first and second. And like, yeah. what, what? Do you know what Guriel's hitting in June? Eight thousand. Over the month, he's hitting eight thousand. No, he's hitting. <laughs> What's he's he hitting? Three sixty-one. Why on <laughs> earth would you plunk their catcher, who like <laughs> is just like a breakout stud? Like just like like no, no, nothing against the guy. Why would you plunk him to get up Lourdes Gurriel first and second? Put the tying run or the go-ahead run, sorry, in scoring position. It just makes no, it's, it's it's not it's nothing. I don't know what he was thinking other than my guy got hit and I can get mad here. It was just it, it made it made no sense. Uh, Pavetta loved him to death. He throws like eight f bombs Vladdy's way. I, I don't think I'd have it in me to do that. But I I love love to see the fire. But when you have, I think if you're a pitcher, if you're any player, let's be honest, mm-hmm. when you have grounds to stand on. It's okay to stand on him. Like, when you know, I'm obviously not hitting this guy, Vladdy. Yeah. Like, I'm not hitting him on purpose. We're trying to pitch him in, get him a little uncomfy. He's going to be the starter in the all-star game. Like, use your brain there, man. And and mm-hmm. Pavetta in the post game, um, I thought he handled it well. thought he handled it well. He, he was, well, I want to, what was the actual, I want to see what the actual line was here. Um he had said Pavetta called the Jays' reaction unwarranted, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what it was. He, he said the reaction from the dugout, Montoya running out. It's like, guys, what the hell are you doing? Like, this is let, let's keep the game going. For the to the Sox credit, they don't really get involved in a lot of this plunking crap. Like, they, they're not, they don't really do that. And, and Cora is not out here like, you know, putting hits on guys. Like, it's not that's not their game. There have been past teams. That have done it. I remember Dempster plunking A-Rod on purpose. It took like 80 tries, but he got him. Obviously, the Joe Kelly incident. There's been some times in the past where they're plunking guys, especially to protect Poppy and some of these other studs. But they don't play that game. For no game. reason, and though? For no reason? No, it's. I'm saying it's been to get back normally. Yeah, I'm no, just exactly. Saying this, what I'm saying is, like, would they do it for no reason? Like, yeah, that's I can't what even I don't think get. of, like, like, what has Kirk done this series that might inspire that? Also, he's Alejandro Kirk. Like... Who the, I I didn't even know he existed like three months ago. Like you're not, and I'm sure Pavetta would say that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I I just I thought that was a preposterous reaction by Vladdy. And then you get you get a gift, which if you're a star player, you understand the strike zone very well, and you know when you get a gift. Mm-hmm. And they don't call it, they don't ring you up on strike three in a huge at bat against Strom. And then you get the check swing, which was so borderline. And I thought he went anyway. And yeah. you're you're barking, throwing your arms up. I was just Dude, like, as a baseball that. fan, you take that, bro. As a baseball fan, mm-hmm. I was just like disappointed in Vladdy tonight. I'm like, dude, like, be better. Like, you're you're an absolute star. Mm-hmm. You're gonna be a legend. You're better than this. That's kind of what it felt like watching it home. Yeah. I mean, but, I love Vladdy. You know that. I don't have to tell you. Same. That. He's awesome. Yeah, and and it was a weird look from Vladdy tonight. He felt he it felt like he was he was off tonight. But I I mean, dude, in in, in closing here, one Nick Nick Pavetta's Canadian. Okay, he would not do that, yeah, especially in Canada. And forgive yeah. him. I mean, he's he hit Alejandro Kirk. He hit the largest target that could possibly stand inside of uh, a batter's box. I got to say this to you. I meant to say this last episode, but I didn't get it mm. out. And it's a very important thought to me, Steve. 
From Alejandro Kirk's headshot, you can tell what the whole rest of his body looked like. I knew exactly the diameter of his thighs from his face and his neck. Do you feel that? Did you notice that? It's like I saw the rest of him. I saw the rest of him in this series after only seeing a headshot of him. And I was like, yeah, I know. Yeah, that's exactly what he looks like. (laughs) Yeah, that 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 sums it up perfectly. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree with you. I mean, he's it's a guy that if you didn't know the stats, you would be very stunned by the stats based mm-hmm. on just looking at him. So props to Alejandro Kirk. He's going to start in the All-Star game. He even kind of glared out at Pavetta, and I immediately, you know when you're on the couch and you just yell stuff at the TV, or you're just like, I, I'll just talk to the TV during the game. Yeah. And I'm like, stop, stop it. No, get at, like, stop. There's no way he's trying to hit you, please. Mm -hmm. And I I think Uke, by the way, who has been very good in the booth, Kevin Euclid, ideally we'll have him on this podcast this season. I think he's done a great job. One one of the best things you can do as a former athlete in the booth is not stick out, not really be (coughs) over the top, not be aggressive. I think Euclid blends very well into the broadcast <laughs> as Joey's dying. Joey is coughing up a lung right now. I did the same thing in the short. I swallowed a drink the wrong way. No, I'm good. <laughs> All right, you're good. But on Euclid, I thought he could have been even a little more. He could have like tripled down a little bit. He was saying like, oh, and you know, I don't think there was an, you don't think there was intent there. You come on. Like, I think that's the spot to be like, obviously Nick Pavetta is not trying to hit Kirk. They probably should have been a little more like put your foot down there, but it, it's all good. Yeah, I think we both know that if Eck was in the booth, oh, he'd be like, "What is this? What are, they, what are we doing? What are we doing here? Why would he try to hit him there? Oh. You have to be kidding me! Get back in the dugout! What are we doing oh. here? This is Flatty. a waste of time. Please, yeah. <laughs> would have been great to hear Eck there. I think Oof. Eck and Yuke together might be. Um, my favorite broadcast trio mm. of the you That's know. probably the sweet spot. Yeah. I think if they if they leaned into that more, I think that would be that would be the go to. Mm-hmm. But Nick Pavetta, obviously we are on the Nick Pavetta get Nick Pavetta to LA train. Uh that would be a pretty long train ride. Let's get him a plane. But Pavetta is has a one nine five ERA over his last eleven starts. He is eight and one in those starts. He had the chance tonight. To get the W, Brazier. By the way, Joey, yeah. I don't like blown saves in the eighth. To me, that's not a blown save. No, that's just yeah, the game happening. I How is that a blown that. save? I don't like that at all. It's like, second he gave up the run, I'm like, just don't give up another and the Sox will probably win. I'm not thinking, oh, he blew the save. Like, what are we talking about? Yeah, I mean, you don't bring in your closer in, in the eighth inning. I mean, to, to start the eighth to, inning. To start like, the eighth, it's, yeah. It's bizarre. Yeah, so, it's I don't count strange. that as a blown save. I think that stat's a little stupid, <clears> but... Um, but yeah, Pavetta, I think, has one more start against the Rays until the All-Stars are announced. Mm-hmm. And if he goes out there and deals again, I am going to flip the F out if he doesn't make the All-Star team. He deserves to be on there. And let me tell you, Joey, from the Homer perspective that that I am... Do you think I'm going down the list and checking everyone else's stats? Nope. I'm looking at <laughs> Nick Pavetta's stats. But he I was know, good. I mean, that, Why wasn't he God, What the hell? Like, I'm doing the classic, like, how is this guy not there and not looking at anybody else. Love that. So hand up on that. But it just, he deserves to be there. He's been dominant in his last 11 starts. 184 opponent batting average. Like I mentioned, 195 ERA. So get Nick Pavetta to L.A. And and Schwaba 
and Xander and JD and Devas. Schwarber. Get them all there. Schwarber, did I say Schwarber? He started. Actually, with Schwarber. Schwarber Schwarber has a chance. He's got like twenty three bombs. Yeah, I, I, I know his average is down. Like two fourteen. Yeah. Nah, yeah, two twenty two. I think something like that. Oh, but yeah, get sorry. Schwarber. My bad. Get Schwarber there. No, I'm mean Schreiber. His... Dude, Schwarber Schreiber. and Schreiber is dangerously close. That's that's a really. I I'll put my hand up for the mess up there, but that's an easy Kyle mess up, especially Schreiber. when you're doing the accent. It. Yeah. Yeah. Kyle Schreiber. Get Kyle Schreiber to L.A. That's what I need. <laughs> uh, coming Dude. up next, we have many a topic to get to. One of them being. A uh, certain tweet maybe I had, and people going crazy. Maybe that's coming up next. Uh, and yeah, the Tanner Houck situation. Obviously, we got to talk about that. That played a big role in the game two loss. That is coming up next on Inside the Monster. We are back on episode 29 of Inside the Monster, the Keith Folk episode. The Bobby Dahlbeck episode. The Adrian Beltre episode. Oh, oh, I got one. Uh, the Bobby Dahlbeck episode. Yo, I got one. The Adrian Beltre episode. How about that? A guy that I wish was here for much longer. Uh, so, yeah, game two. We got to talk game two. Mm-hmm. Red Sox battle back. The ref Snyder homer in the seventh inning tied things up at four apiece. They then take the lead in the top of the eighth inning. And then Joey, bottom of the ninth comes around. Red Sox up five to four. Before we dive into what happened, how are you feeling? Because Danish went one, two, three in the eighth, comes back out again in the ninth. What's the uh, what are the vibes like? Considering Tanner Houck is obviously not in there. Yes, that's the first. That's the first moment where the vibes were any kind of off. I thought yeah. they were great through the eighth. I mean, obviously. Uh, Big Daddy Danish kind of sat him right down. Uh, I thought it was strange that he was... I don't know how many times this year he's gone more than an inning. I don't think it's been much. No. I'm honestly very... So, I'm going to... You keep talking. I'm going to I'm gonna look that up. Yeah, look up some numbies. That was very, very strange to me. Um, But it, it felt like there was still a chance that he gets through that inning, you know? It wasn't until... <laughs> Hansel Robles came out of the pen that the the dread really set in and it was immediate. It was instant. It was like, I, I compared him to stepping on a logo or a logo, a Lego before. <laughs> and it, it's just this sharp, intense pain. You know, sometimes there are guys who come out of the bullpen that you're like, like, Oh, this guy, I sure hope things work out with this guy. I mm. e Diekman, you know, Guys that you look at and you're like, oh man, Deakman, there's it feels like there's a chance. Yeah, it's like I well. hope this works out, man. There's yeah. just none of that with Hansel. There's none of yeah. that. It's a hundred percent. Oh man, we're going to lose this game now. And <laughs> the know. first pitch he throws ties it up. It was unbelievable. I, I mean, it was crazy. It was almost comical, dude. It was one thing real quick. Uh, Tyler Danish mm-hmm. had only gone more than one inning. One time since May 21st. So okay. basically in the last like five weeks, he's only done that once. So it is a little surprising. Earlier in the season, he had, I think, four or five outings where he did go two innings. So he's capable of doing it, just not something that happens that frequently. So it was tough, Joey. I think the whole situation was tough. I didn't, I got to be honest, I don't think I felt like they were going to lose the game until he walked Springer. I think wow. the second... Well, think about it. Like, he had had a good eighth inning. 
Kirk gets the single, Alejandro Kirk, who we've mentioned a million times in the last week. He pinch hits, gets the single. And George Springer, who, by the way, don't look up the numbers, but he's absolutely hit a home run against the Red Sox every game he's ever played against them. Blue Jays, Astros, every time he comes up, I think it's going to be a Springer dinger, and it normally is. He gets a, a, a five-pitch walk, and now back to what you're saying, Hansel Robles comes in. I thought it was so obvious at that point that they were going to lose that I I just didn't even – like certain guys come in, and I'm like, uh-oh, you know, here co- – I didn't even feel the need to send send out the uh-oh tweet. We had gone from, oh, Sox, in my head, Sox are going to win, mm-hmm. to wait a second after that Kirk single, mm-hmm. to Springer walked, Hansel in, oh, okay, yeah, no, it's a loss. Like, mm-hmm. this is, they, they lost the series, you're going to have to win the last one, and that's how that goes. So, it's tough, man. I mean, Robles, what is it, I, I got to see his, his ninth inning. Well, these aren't, that's the thing, these aren't earned runs, these go to Danish, but... Right. Runs allowed in the ninth inning for him has to be ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, you got to be pissed if you're Danish. And you're like, yes, I let those guys on. But, like, you can't just throw them an, a meatball <laughs> first pitch and just count those up to me, bro. I did I not earn those entirely. I earned them, you know, a third of the way around or a quarter of the way around the bases. Like, those are not my runs. you got to be Dude, a little Robles- man. I agree. Robles has pitched in the ninth inning nine times. He has nine appearances Why? in the ninth inning. Why? Seven seven runs. Seven Why? runs in nine appearances. He, he has a 7-7-1 ERA in the ninth. And an <sighs> opponent OPS of over 1,000. An opponent batting average of 367 in the ninth inning. Why? In the inning where you're trying to shut it down. This is what sucks, Joey, because in the seventh inning, his opponent batting average is 111. He's given up one run all year. In the eighth inning, opponent batting average 177. He's given up one run all year. I just think it's clear as day. Use in there. no situation can Hansel Robles pitch in the ninth inning. It just can't. Unless no. it's like 11-2. to two, And even then, I'd be like, he's going to give up nine runs right now. Hansel Robles can't pitch in the ninth inning. It's as simple as that. No, 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 never. Dude, yeah, it is weird that, like, even when, not weird, it's just funny that even when you're up six, seven, and he comes in, it's like, okay, Hansel. Yeah. We'll see like, what you got right. for a little bit, but you let up three here. And I don't feel yeah. too great. I don't feel great. Uh, we we got to talk the Tanner Houck thing. So I, I know mm-hmm. a lot of people flipped out, a lot of certain media members. Uh, really, really dove in, really kind of went in on him. And I, I understand that a lot of times on Twitter, the easy path, you feel a little more comfortable going all in because you know there's not going to be a lot of resistance. Mm-hmm. Now, Joey and I, we have the vaccine. We understand we needed the vaccine to get our credential. I had already had it before, got the booster, the whole thing. Uh, Trevor Story, we're just like Trevor Story. We got the vaccine because we we understood the importance of it, and we understood that Joey and I can now play for the Red Sox in Toronto if they need us. So that that part of it's huge. I like that you're like, <laughs> we're just like Trevor's story. That sounds like no, I know. That sounds like a, a, a pamphlet that you'd see no, like I, I'm, get, I'm kidding, get vaccinated. But, just like Barry Bonds. Hey, on, on a serious note, Story did get the vaccine because of the Toronto series. Like he said that. So oh. he got the vaccine because he understood the importance of these Red Sox Blue Jays games. He didn't have it before spring training. Mm-hmm. So the Tanner Houck situation, and here is why. All right, this is why I was not losing my mind 
at Tanner Houck after they lost game two. First things first, he should have the vaccine and he should be available for these games. You can't force someone to do something they don't want to do. I think that's a pretty easy thing to say. Secondly, we knew we weren't going to have Tanner Houck in this series. So with that understanding, it's hard for me then to go, oh my God, Tanner, I, this is on you. Ah! Like, we knew he wasn't going to pitch in the series, so whoever's going to fill in, maybe don't blow the game without getting an out, right? I mean, it's it's the situation sucks. Cora doesn't like it, and obviously he alluded to the fact that hopefully by September when they're back in Toronto, and who knows, maybe October, mm-hmm. that the situation's different, and maybe Tanner and Jaron have gotten it, but who knows? I, I just I, we knew he wasn't going to be available for this series, so losing your mind over it just fe- feels like wasted time. I think what Cora might have been alluding to, I watched that back. I think he might be alluding to the rules changing. I don't think he's alluding oh, okay. to them. Okay, yeah, because I was going to say, I don't th- if they. It, I mean, if, if, if anything, if you're Tanner and Jaron and you really feel strongly about something, it'd be kind of weird to then just like change it for. Well, why not for this series, right? It's like, almost that, that July of 2022. I think. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I think on, if yeah. people have the vaccine, they have it, and if they don't, they're not getting it. You know, like, I would tend to agree. There's been so many things like held over unvaccinated people's heads of like, hey, you can't go to concerts, you can't go to bars, you can't go to this. And they've, if they, you've held strong through all of that, I don't think there's like much getting you. Um, September Blue Jays series. They're like, oh, I don't care. I'm not doing it. So, like, <laughs> I, whatever. I know. Um, here's the thing, Steve. This is more of a question, this is a thought. It's not a it's not a hot take, it's a question, okay? If Tanner Houck was available in this series, right? Things were different. He's out there. Mm. And he is available. Granted, he's the closer, but newly the closer. Do you still think that people are calling for him to come into the game as often as they were in this series when he wasn't available? If if he's available, you think he would have had the same demand of we need Tanner yes, versus him yeah, not? It, yeah. Uh, well, yes, just because he's been kind of deemed the closer. Right, but newly so, right? So it's like— no, I know, I know. I, I just feel like it, it very rarely throughout this year have I been like, bring in Hauk. We need Hauk right now. You know, know, he hasn't been the arm out of the bullpen, right? There's been— th- two, three other names at, you know, different points in the season that are the guy that you want. And Hauk, Hauk has been a, a steady, sturdy arm for you. And, you know, at, now as your closer, he's been doing great. But it just seems like a, a symptom of the timing that there's so much demand for Hauk, you know? Symptom is, a, is quite a word to use there. That's, wow, check that out. <laughs> Check that there. out. Um, I Joey, I agree with you. I think anyone saying that Schreiber should have been the closer, we jump a lot of times we jump to closer as like most important inning is closing out the game in the ninth inning. Mm-hmm. The Red Sox had just tied game two of this series with the Rob Ref Snyder two run homer in the seventh. A game, by the way, that at no real point did I feel like the Sox were gonna win. Mm-hmm. And even when they tied it, I'm like, uh-oh. And then they took the lead. I'm like, okay, maybe they can get out of here with a win. But they didn't control that game at all. And so from Cora's perspective, he uses Schreiber typically 
in the most important position after like the sixth inning. That's that's essentially Schreiber's job is shut it down when we need you the most. Shut it down when Bichette's coming up, when Vladdy's coming up. And that's what he does. So it's hard to argue, oh, you should have used Schreiber in the ninth. Well, you might have been trailing by the ninth if you didn't use Schreiber in the seventh. So I, I just you got to get to the ninth with a lead to have the luxury of of then picking who you're gonna who you're gonna go with. So I I, I think it's a a back and forth argument. And now naturally, I mean, you know, you want Tanner Houck in there, but again, I wasn't losing my mind. So one thing, I got to put my hand up, Joey. So the Red Sox lose. Red Sox lose in, in walk-off fashion on June 28th. Oh, we're on, talking on the ba- about it. Oh, we're talking okay. about it. We have to talk so about it. if you fast-forwarded to this point of the episode, welcome. This yeah. is the part. It's, it, it'll, it it'll be brief. It'll be brief. But And so, this, obviously, you know, a lot of folks that had this day circled. It's it's my mentions for the last six weeks. And, you know, I, I've been getting destroyed for, for simply proclaiming the team to be back when Joey, they were back. Mm-hmm. And naturally, with them losing, and in the fashion they lost, considering all the constant, don't say it, and this, and that, and chirping, and everything, and IG, Twitter, I'd get it in the TikTok comments. Constantly, it's like a mosquito that wouldn't leave my ear. Constantly there. Of course, the team losing on that day, something I'm not rooting for the Red Sox to lose, but of course, with that outcome, I'm gonna chirp back. You'd be a crazy person to think I would not take that chance to essentially tell everyone that was chirping. And now, if you if it's lighthearted, I got no issue. I'm talking about the people that went like really over the top. That's what I'm just like. Hey, here you go. Here's your big day. You know, this is how it went. So I say the curse of June 28th with two question marks. Y'all should have said the Red Sox were back when the Red Sox were actually back. This is what happens now. The whole season might be doomed. Yikes. Tough look. I thought I knew my followers better than I really did because I tried to throw in some extra like, oh, season doom. Yike. Tough look. I tried to throw in a lot of extra spice, Joey, to make it obvious that it was, you know, sarcastic. It's, it's a little, uh, yes, I'm jabbing, but it's. The curse of I, – I knew the, what, the Sox are going to lose the next 10. No, they're playing the Cubs, and then I thought they had a pretty good chance with Pavetta on the mound today. Mm-hmm. So the replies, though, <clears throat> my God, it was – to say it was over the top was brutal. The one thing I shouldn't have done, I got carried away and tweeted, don't say it, from the ITM account. I should not have done that. I apologize for that. That was aggressive. It was over the top. I had had enough of people in the comments. Unnecessary move, Steve. That was an unnecessary move. See, when you, when you, I was going to swear. I almost swore. I don't swear on this show. When you mess up, you got to put your hand up. I messed up there. I messed up there. That was on me. That's big of you. That's big of you. That was uh, on me. I did, but, I Joey, did, mm-hmm. what, yeah, what do you got? What, no, what do you got? What do you I got? did go to delete the tweet. I never told you. <laughs> yeah, I went call, to delete. Call, I opened up. I saw it on I my deleted phone. It. Yep. And I was like, yep. oh, my God. Like, oh, my God, yeah. he's drunk with power. <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and I ran to my laptop where I'm logged in on the ITM Twitter and pulled it up, and you had already deleted it. But, uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, you could you finish your thought, and I'll, I'll give mine I'm after. just – in closing for the it's, – it's, again, I never take any joy in a Red Sox loss. If, if you know me one ounce, you know I'm obsessed with this team. I love that Joey and I have the honor – of hosting the official podcast of the Red Sox. That that's a big honor. I take that seriously. 
but that's never going to prevent me from from jabbing it a bit. Jared and my history for seven years is poking fun at each other. That's what it is. And anyone that went along with that was cool with it. You get it. You poke a little fun at me, that. That's fine. But the second it becomes like it, some of them got way too personal. It's like just chill out, everybody, relax. And lastly, Joey, Will Middlebrooks. Will I? I don't. Will Middlebrooks does not do sarcasm. I will tell you that much. He unfollowed me last year when I had tweeted something sarcastic about Erod and making an excuse for him, and he got so upset about it. And I really couldn't believe it because Will and I had exchanged tweets, kind tweets, thoughts on the Sox for three years on Twitter. And all of a sudden, he was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. He's like, you good, bro? And I'm like, whoa, what is going on? Unfollows me, then reaches out in the DMs this year. And this is when the Sox are going terribly. He's like, I think we got to turn it around. I think we got to be friends again. I'm like, deal. We got to be friends again. Let's do it. And so to when I'm tweeting this out, which is a clear, it's a jab at a bit. And it's, I thought I was, I was thinking this would kind of put it to bed. I know we'd have some, and then today they win and then yada, yada. And for Will to be like, oh, still time to delete this, which is such like a commenter thing. That's such like a Twitter kind of clown commenter line. It's like, Will, you're better than this. still time to delete this. And then he like doubled down with like, never mind, no time. Will, stop, stop that. Stop that. You're better than that. I know you're better than that. Will and I had a conversation for like 20 minutes at Fenway a couple weeks ago. It was great. I think I think Will's really good at what he does for Nesson. And obviously he mattered so much to 2013. He had to battle through a lot in his career and things didn't go the way he wanted them to. He's making the most of his situation. He hosts a podcast and he's on Nesson. I'm proud of what he's able to do just as a fan watching. I'm like, yeah, good stuff, Will. But don't don't dip to this. Don't 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 become like the the Twitter police when it's jabbing at a bit and then this just this isn't like your lane man like this is a separate thing it doesn't involve you just stay out of it like i thought that was stupid and um trying too hard and i, I really had no time for that but outside of that joey i uh i think it's put to bed and we move on with the red Sox team that's 10 games over 500 that's been back for a while and that hopefully we'll have as good a july as they had in june <clears throat> Yeah, your thoughts, your thoughts. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll give my thoughts, I guess. Um, I think I'm in a an incredibly unique position in all of this, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, close to it, but not involved in it as far as, like, the, you know, pe- people kind of tagging this, you know, between you you and Jared, right? Yeah. That there's some... Yeah. Some some beef or some this or some that or, there's or no whatever. Beef, by the way, I've said that eight million times. Like, there's no beef. I know, I know. And the thing is, I'm very familiar with your guys's relationship in yeah. in the past. Um, I I'm familiar with it now. Somebody did uh, get in my mentions and say like, uh, Joey's like the stepfather watching, <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> like the stepfather watching the divorced couple argue. Um, That's basically what it I did, is. Yeah, I did kind of feel I was like, okay, boys, like, hey, keep the gloves on here. Like, that, that's, yeah. you know, keep everything yeah. above the waist. Um, but it, I, I don't know, man. Um, I, I, I want to play devil's advocate a little bit here and and tell you Do like it. that I know or I, I've read what people were saying and like where they were coming from. And I think you kind of touched on some of it already. But I think people f- read it as if you were rooting against the Sox a little bit, nah. right? And then yeah. I think the other big 
term that I saw being thrown around was people saying uh, mocking. People were like, you were mocking us for like something that like us Red Sox fans were rallying around. And I know that wasn't your intent. I know that what you all. were doing was, you know, giving a jab to your old boy, Jared, saying like, yeah. oh, you had this little date and like you built up this whole, this date to be this huge big thing. And now it was all for nothing. Isn't that funny? That's what it was. That's exactly what it was. And I, and it, it was so weird because it was like, I wanted to speak up and be like, hey, I think, <laughs> I think I know what's happening. I think here. I know what Steve was, was saying. And then I, I don't know, man. I don't. I don't really know Jared all too well. I don't, I don't think Jared's my biggest fan, but he. He. Uh, I. I think he might have gotten a, a, his feelings a little hurt because he. He said a couple of things that I was like, "Oh, dude, no, no, like, keep the gloves on." Yeah. Like we're 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 all Josh. Oh, I know. I, I I think that line gets blurred a lot. I that's like one of my biggest. Um. um uh, like anxiety-inducing things. When like you're joshing around with somebody, and they they can't tell, and they get a little too serious, and you're like, oh, dude, you're like, oh no, didn't mean that. Yeah, no, don't no, say no. something mean because then I gotta be mean back. But I'm I like, know I gotta balance this out. Yeah, I thought. See, I I gotta say, his, I thought his tweet was funny. I'm not gonna say the word on here when he said Steve is like a blank. I I think that's funny. Mm-hmm. Like there's there are certain things. Again, I shouldn't have tweeted the ITM tweet. That was stupid. And it was a dumb tweet. I got mm-hmm. caught up in the moment. That was dumb. But. To then use that as like, oh, you're alienating your fan. No, no, no. This is the bit. This is about the bit. This isn't about the fan base or anything mm-hmm. like that. So it got it got blown way out of proportion. It is what it is. I know a lot of people have reached out to me in the DMs being like, what is happening here? I totally know what you were doing, but yet everyone's flipping. I'm like, no, I, I get it. I get it. So even I, I'll lean into it uh, tonight. And we're heading to the ninth inning. Got a tie game. And I was like, will the Red Sox win this game? The three options were yes, no, and Steve sucks. And uh, <laughs> Steve sucks. Yeah, it got a thousand votes. So Steve sucks. A thousand total votes. Uh-huh. Steve sucks got forty-two percent of the vote, which was the most percent. Mm-hmm. No got thirty-eight, and then yes got nineteen. So the people that said yes, the nineteen percent, mm-hmm. around two hundred people were correct, and then four hundred and twenty people said Steve sucks. <laughs> so I, I tip my hat to you guys. But I, yeah, again, it's it is what it is, and and we're past it. Yeah, uh, you got to lean into it now. You got to just totally turn heel and. And yeah. be, a, be a heel for a little bit, you know? Your your face no, I know. arc will I, come back, but you got to ride the heel one out. Yeah, riding it out a little bit. But yeah. either way, uh, Red Sox. I, again, I, to your point earlier, it feels like they won the series. I it mean, totally it's kind does. of a. It, totally it feels does. like a split. Like, it feels like they just split a four gamer, is mm-hmm. kind of what it feels yeah, like. Yeah. And let's just say that. So they split a four gamer in Toronto, and, you know, you head to Wrigley. And you're looking to split that three gamer as well. Now you're you're hoping to really I again, you can never guarantee a sweep, but the Cubs are just really not playing good ball and they obviously traded all their guys and some more might be going at the deadline. The Cubs on the year. They're not in last in the central because they're in the same division as the Reds. The Cubs are twenty nine and forty six, and you really gotta beat up on them. We will, Joey have a series preview on Thursday yep. with the guys that do the Fly the W podcast. That is a new Cubs podcast on the 2400 Sports Network under Odyssey. So that will be coming up. It's going to be cool to do a little crossover. I like doing crossover shows, get yeah. a little feel for the Cubs fans, where they're at, how they're coping with the season that they're probably not too pumped about. Um, and yeah, it's a series at Wrigley where it's something that should happen way more often. Red Sox-Cubs should happen Mm -hmm. significantly more often and it doesn't which is annoying but 
but yeah, coming back with closing thoughts. That is our final segment here on episode 29 of Inside the Monster. We are back on episode 29 of Inside the Monster, the Adrian Beltre episode, Bobby the Bobby Dahlbeck episode, the Keith Falk episode. Uh, Joey, I have a question for you. My closing thought is kind of a question and then a shout out to my older brother, Dan. Um, first off, just finished the first part of season four of Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. It is incredible. It is gory as hell. Is it? It's a little. It's a little too gory. I had to look away at sometimes. Not going to give anything away. It's just it's gory. Mm-hmm. And I have a question for you. Do you prefer when shows drop all at once, or when it's the week by week thing? What's What's your preference? I don't think I've watched week to week in so long. I can't even remember. Hmm. Um, maybe Breaking Bad. I think I was caught up for the the final couple episodes of Breaking Bad. Yeah. Um, but I can't I can't remember the last time I watched a show week to week or even in in this way where I was like waiting for the next drop. Um I was big into Shameless for a while. Okay. And I finished all that was streaming and then the next season came out and I started it and I realized it stunk, so I stopped watching it. So I've never really had to wait around for like the next season of a show, which is crazy to be able to say in t- two thousand and twenty two. Yeah, I, I think it's... I just go back and forth on it because I flew through the episodes. It's seven of them. They're going to drop part two, which is two episodes, two longer ones on July 1st. But I think it's just that you're riding this high of like loving everything you're watching, basically. And it's like you care so much about it and it becomes your life where you're kind of walking around and I feel like Eleven's just going to like pop up. And then it's just over. It's just, it's just that quick. It's like, boom, it's done. Mm-hmm. And... I think that's what I hate is when you just want that fun to keep happening. But then if it's week by week, you got to wait so long. And by the time it's back, sometimes you're not as into it anymore. So right. it's the give and take. I think I would prefer still having the the week to week just for the Twitter element of it, the reaction element of it, that everyone's watching it at the same time. I miss that. And to the point where I wish a lot of these shows would drop it in segments but then like drop the finale as like its own thing and like build up to the finale and then everyone can kind of get caught up and watch the finale at the same time. But whatever. Mm-hmm. That's all to say that everyone watching should go watch my brother's new show on Paramount Plus. It is called Players. He, My brother Dan has been working his ass off on this for three, four years now. And it all started, um, he was, it was 2018. We were heading to Ireland and he saw something on like the TV on the plane about the spike in like esports and like how much that has has changed and all that and he was trying to think oh what if we did like a kind of mockumentary thing because he did american vandal and that was kind of a mockumentary thing for netflix and now he put this out there and it it was cool he put a little like what up what up uh easter egg in there for like a a podcast scene and i was like that's a nice little hat tip there i like that but uh but yeah shout out to dan it's a great show he works so hard he's in it a lot he's in like every episode so um, I don't know if you guys will even be, be able to tell. I don't think we have much resemblance of each other. None, but None. You, none, none whatsoever. No. <laughs> but definitely check it out. It's a really good show. Uh, it's funny. It's, it's, he does a good job of making these shows that are funny, but you also really care what happens to the characters and what happens in the show. So it's a really good watch, and y'all should watch it. Joey, your uh, closing thoughts? 
I'm in a new show called Players on <laughs> Paramount Plus. What it, you could be in the show. I feel like you would actually fit in well with the show. I've I've done a fair amount of acting, brother. I don't know if I'm you, not kidding. This was not a joke. I did not no. I did not laugh. I think you would fit in well on the show. Thank you, man. Maybe maybe next time. I know a guy. I mean, my little brother's in I, it. I his girlfriend's gonna, in it. Like, if if you get to know Dan well enough, he'll just put you in the show. I was gonna say, so, I think I have a pretty good in. So yeah, uh, maybe I'll. You should ask be in him. players too. I, I think you should be in the the second season. Well, I'll, I'll call Dan tomorrow. We have our weekly right. call tomorrow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my closing thought's so stupid. It's so irrelevant compared to yours, Steve. Um, remember how there was that whole talk with Cora, like not wanting to wear the yellows on the road. Yeah. But then tonight they both wore blue. <laughs> I was just sitting for the first like three innings of this game. I was like, they're both wearing blue. They're just both wearing blue. I didn't, I, I didn't even realize because they're such different shades of blue. That is kind of funny, though, that they're both wearing blue. I think they're both wearing blue. Isn't the whole thing, the whole reason they couldn't wear yellow on the road is because like, oh. Because they'd have white or something. Yellow and the other team's wearing white. They're both wearing blue tonight. Wait, can you can you do that again? Oh, what was that? Both, the kid, you can't make one team. Wear yellow and the other's wearing white. You can't do it. They're too close. Can't and, do it. Can't do it. And then both teams come out in blues. That's it. Yeah. That's my whole closing thought. I wish <laughs> I, I went first. <laughs> Dude, that reminds me. I This is a completely random comparison, but I just want to mm. say it real quick. My my really good buddy, Mike, uh, got married last uh, Aquarian summer. Aquarian Mike. Aquarium Mike, yes. And so I, I was his co-best man, me and my buddy Pat. And so we both uh, were going to give a speech. And we flipped a coin on if who was going to give a speech at the rehearsal dinner and who was going to give a speech at the real dinner. Mm-hmm. I ended up giving the speech at the rehearsal dinner. And it was really kind of from the – I can't read off of – I, I got to just go. I, I got to just talk. And so I talked for like 10, 15 minutes, almost started crying a little bit. But it was like really heart to heart, you know, how much he mattered to me. And it probably wasn't the cleanest, you know. I mean, it's not like there were swears. I'm just saying, like the smooth, like it was a little, right, maybe a little right. choppy. But I thought it was good. I thought it was good. And then our our mutual friend Pat re- prepped his out, and it might be the best speech I've ever heard in my life. And that was for the actual wedding. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, Joey, I am so thankful I went first. <laughs> I am so thankful that I got mine out of the way. I didn't have to be nervous the whole time heading into the wedding. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you know, you never know. And yours isn't that bad. You, That's a good closing thought. Thanks. You just reminded me that I'm the best man in a wedding. That's like pretty soon. And I don't yeah, have a speech dude. written. So it took me like a actually, month to line up you. what I wanted in there. Yeah, you got to you got to have I got to get on that. So. Yeah. Yeah. So Red Sox get a much needed win on Wednesday. They are finished uh, the the month 20 and 6 in June, heading on to Wrigley Field, heading on to July, heading on to a lot of AL East matchups. That Yankees team everyone's talking about. Red Sox are playing them a lot. Joey, they're playing them on weekends. I love Uh-oh. that. Red Sox Yankees weekend series are awesome. So that's going to be sick. But for now, I'm just excited they won on Wednesday. You leave Toronto in second place. And as the top team in the wild card standings heading into July, I'll take that. Think we'll all take that. You were six games behind the Blue Jays at the start of the month. You're now ahead of them heading into July. That'll do it for episode 29. Next time you'll hear from us will be a crossover pod with our buddies from Chicago. That will be the series preview of Red Sox. Cubs, we also have. Should we tell them the player interview we got coming up, the alumni interview? No. Okay. Because we haven't. 
recorded. We haven't it. done it yet, but it's, yeah. it's going to happen. So just so in we case have, we have he's a really like, cool, you know, just in case. yeah, just in case he like he just leaves the country. Uh, this guy's awesome, and I've wanted to interview him for a while, and he's got some rings, so that's going to be a fun one. But until then, Joey. We got more Red Sox games coming up at a nice little off day here. For Joey Capone, I am Steve Peralt. Go Sox, kid. Inside the Monster is a production of Odyssey in partnership with the Boston Red Sox. The show is produced by me, Steve Peralt. Our executive producer is Lena Glazer. Mixing and video editing by Joey Capone. Special thanks to the Red Sox and Major League Baseball for their contributions to the production of this podcast. Mm-hmm.